purple elephant thought of the day, which is just, you know, shower thoughts I get from Reddit. If we tamed bears instead of wolves thousands of years ago, we'd have teddy bears as pets instead of dogs. I kind of want to live in that world. This is Purple Elephant Radio, where we hear about storytelling, originality, and creativity from the creators who are actually making something matter. I'm your host, Sean Green. All right, today I'm joined by two people instead of just one. These are some of my oldest friends, former neighbors, but um, have always been close in my life. Uh, Right now they have their own podcast called The Buddies Podcast. Uh, One of them is in college with me and he's helped me on some of the Purple Elephant films. And the other is a little younger, still in high school, but it was also featured in uh, Flashlight Tag, a suburban western. And I'm talking about none other than Jack Riley and Griffin Young. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm, Thank I'm you. glad to be here. I'm really glad to have you guys. I'll, I'll be honest, just to start this off, you two were the people that kind of sparked the idea for me starting a podcast. I mean, I know everyone podcasts are kind of becoming overdone, but I think if you two hadn't done one and really stuck with it, which you guys have been sticking with it, I wouldn't have been inspired to make one myself. So just, I want to start off by thanking you for that source of inspiration for this, which I hope this podcast goes on for a long time. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say that, uh, for sure, we, we've tried to stick with it with uh, time permitting, of course, but um, it's just my philosophy is I'm just doing it for the fun of it. I think Jack and I both have that philosophy. You know, we're not yeah. we're not doing it to get support or like promote anything or do anything. You know, we're two kids essentially just out here trying to have fun. I think that's what inspired you to do the same. Yeah, the way I look at this podcast, because I agree, I don't think being such a small creator, I don't think there's any money in oh, yeah, yeah. And that was never my intention, but the way I look at it, which I think is a little different than you two, because you guys have been interviewing your friends or, you know, acquaintances, but my goal with this is to get slightly big enough to where I can interview somewhat bigger creators who I may not be able to have reached out to just as a fan without a platform. Mm -hmm. So like my semi-future goal is to interview, you know, indie musicians who maybe have, you know, tens of thousands of people or only thousands of people listening to their music and kind of work my way up of that creator kind of, I don't know, following how big they get. And I just want to learn from everyone I possibly can. I think even though you guys are still small in the podcasting sphere, I still think I have a lot to learn from you because I know you helped, Jack, you helped me set this podcast up in the first place. But my first question for you two is, and Griffin, you kind of touched on it, but why start a podcast? Uh, I think I think it depends on who's starting it, really. Why I did mean, you two? With, with Griffin and I, with Griffin and I, our, the only reason we started the podcast is Griffin said to me, we should start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like fun. And then we, we just kind of like did it. 
and it's just kind of gone on from there. But it was uh, it was during the filming of the suburban western uh, flashlight tag movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were sitting in the middle of the street, and <laughs> I've 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 been listening to podcasts recently. I go, hey Jack, let's start a podcast, and and that's where the uh, that's where it all started. Yeah, um, I'm just curious because I do remember the the talk of the podcast starting then. Was it just kind of us being kind of all closer during that that time period of the filming, where it was like, hey, you know, we're just talking about random stuff. I bet random people would want to hear about this. Or was it something that had nothing to do with the filming? Um, I think it had. I think it had partially to do with the filming, because I think my main motivation for doing the podcast is I feel like as we've all gotten older, we've all kind of like grown apart from each other in a, in a sort of way. Whereas like when we were younger, we would see each other every day for like multiple hours a day, just doing whatever. So like one of my main motivations was just being able to talk to Griffin more and like get to know him as he's now in high school or whatever. Cause I feel like we haven't really been super close since middle school. Um, no, I honestly, forgot the question, but yeah. No, I, I think that's very true. I was kind of hoping you were going to hint at that, of like kind of dis- getting a little bit disconnected. I mean, especially I moved early in high school, and we still stayed connected, but I think early high school, even before I moved, and we kind of all became gamers in our own way, which has faded for some, but or faded for me a little bit, but still stayed strong, I think as we kind of moved away from the outdoors and on our computers, that was kind of the start of the disconnection, even though we still managed to like stay connected every day or every other day. But I really want this uh, podcast episode to be all about kind of childhood and the origins of creativity. And uh, I mean, a big part of that for us was We'll touch on more of the stuff we did when we were way younger, but I want to go straight into like a game like Minecraft, which I think was such a big piece of our like connection with each mm-hmm. other. So I want uh, you can take this however you want it, but just describe that kind of evolution of us playing games together and how that shifted the dynamics of our relationship. Well, can I can I uh, touch on what Jack kind of said before before we jump into that? Yeah, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I think Jack hit the nail on the head with the, that we've been growing apart. I think once once Jack got some some solid friends, he he didn't <laughs> need to hang out with me as much, um, and so and I was like, okay, that's fine, and and so we just grew apart. And then that podcast is is really what was like this is this is a perfect idea or a perfect time to have something that can bring us back together. Um, I, I I honestly just wanted to say that before we moved on. Yeah. Um, if yeah. You, if you want me to touch on the Minecraft thing, I will. Yeah, go um, for it. Well, no, I I think I think we can all agree a game like Minecraft, probably for for Jack and I more than you, Sean, was very pivotal 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 in our uh, <laughs> <laughs> in our uh, young young minds. Um, I don't know what it is about the game, but I think we can all agree there's something about it that keeps bringing you back to it, even you know five, six, seven, eight years down the road. Uh, whether it was Jack's basement playing on the Xbox, playing Minecraft, or now on PC, you know, building maps and and whatever. Um, 
I think there's always been something special about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Minecraft to this day is still a game that I know Griffin and I at least continue to play every now and then. Um, but yeah, when when we were younger, we would everyone would just come over to my house and we'd get on the Xbox and play Minecraft. And I remember the world PvP no Griffin that you, that you and I started, Sean. <laughs> we would just build like mini games and stuff to play on in survival mode, and it it was a lot of fun. I mean, working together and creating. Yeah, and I mean the only reason I don't play now is just being in college. I don't have a good means of playing. I mean, my computer wouldn't even be able to handle that. But I I do kind of. Like over the pandemic, uh, when I was when I'm back at home, I did kind of play it again. And Griffin, I think me and you, it played a couple times, maybe once or twice. Yeah, and yeah. got on a call at least once, but I, I definitely would go on it, and it just felt like a nostalgia thing. But also, it's not like looking back at it, like oh, this was only fun as a kid. It's still a lot of fun. But Jack, I just wanted to touch on that that Xbox idea of when we'd play as kids. When you talked about the mini games, that was something that I strongly remember uh, yeah. whenever we'd have a sleepover. I'm curious, and I'll ask Jack first and Griffin, how you think the building aspect, not just like the mini games, but the building aspect of Minecraft, how do you think that influences creativity? Because we did make up like weird games and weird maps. I think... I feel like our, our building process in that world when we were kids was super organic. Like we never really had a final plan in mind. We just kind of started somewhere and then, you know, let it, let it lead us to the next step and then the next step and the next step until we had a product. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I don't think, you know, create, creativity uh, isn't something that is just, you know, it sparks and it's all laid out there in front of you. It's, it's a building process, you know, you I think from the steps, I think for me, um, the thing that was special about Minecraft is it, it, no matter your age, no matter who you were, there was something in it for you, whether it was those mini games or it was building what you wanted. And, and like Jack said, there, there really is no end goal to Minecraft. I mean, you can beat the ender dragon or whatever you can play the, play the game as is, but how many people play the game as is they go, they go about and they do fun things and they, create their own their own fun in the game um which is why i think it attracts so many people and why it attracted it attracted me yeah i i totally agree with that i i would say the most boring way to play that game is to play it with the way that it was directed uh and that's kind of the the beauty of like the sandbox games where it's just you're given the tools and you're not really given an end goal i think that's that for me has kind of sparked this idea of just like making films and you know doing whatever other creative pursuit I'm doing, but it's this I, it kind of taught me I think, and I've never reflected on this before, but it taught me that you don't necessarily need to have the rule book, you don't need the instructions for like a Lego set, you can just kind of make new things and not necessarily have them come from somewhere else. Uh, and you know, I know Legos were a big part of that too, which is kind of the the real life version of Minecraft. And Griffin, did you want to touch on that a little bit? Because I remember cool. we do that in your basement sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think uh, you know, funny story. My my parents 
for Christmas bought me, you know, this is a while back, but they bought me a couple of the, the Minecraft rule books, like, you know, the Redstone rule book and the, um, or manuals more, more than real, uh, rule book. But I think, and, and I never even touched them. And I think that was because I didn't like the idea of having to read something and look at something and do it one way or another. I like, I like the chance to do it how I wanted to do it and no one could tell me otherwise. Um, as for the Legos, yeah, I mean, I, I still have the Lego city in my, in my basement, that giant Lego city. Um, that, I mean, it's, you know, it's a decent size and we used to spend, you know, countless hours building Legos. Another thing that brought us together, I think. Yeah, I'm curious because it definitely feels like we started with Legos as kids and then moved on to Minecraft. And I'm sure maybe you guys did go back to the Legos or Griffin, at least for you, because you just had all of them in your basement. But it seemed to me like when we moved to that video game environment, we never went back. And I'm curious, do you think we lost something in being in moving everything virtual and digital? Or, and do you think we gained something? Because more freedom, you know, not having to pay for Lego sets, not being confined to a certain amount of Legos. So I'm curious, for either of you, do you think we lost something and or gained something being, like, moving to the digital platform for creating stuff? Um, I think there's a little bit of both. I feel like, you know, moving from Legos to Minecraft, we, yeah, there were no limits in Minecraft. This guy was literally the limit in Minecraft. There was nothing else holding us back, but it's with Legos. There were rules you had to follow. You know, the blocks had to fit together perfectly. There's only a certain amount of different shapes and whatnot. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like Legos is what, you know, kind of kept us, or you could say it was like what kept us grounded is that we were confined to rules, uh, which I feel like a lot of um, what you do creatively, creatively now uh, includes, you know, whether it be with your equipment, or, or your resources that, that are available to you. It's kind of, it's kind of like playing with Legos again um, in terms of those constraints. I think, I think for me, um, the way I look at it, I think Minecraft, Legos, um, our relationship, everything's kind of been a, a stepping stone to get to where I am today. Um, I like to spend time thinking about, you know, who I'd be without you guys or like where I'd be without Minecraft, honestly. Like if I didn't, if I didn't come to Jack's basement to play, to play Xbox and, you know, Sean and I were neighbors before Jack moved, but I honestly, like if I lived three houses down, you know, would I be a different person? I think the answer is probably yeah. So the path that I've been on just kind of, kind of been like, here's Legos, here's Minecraft, here's uh, creating games outside or, you know, playing kickball in the driveway, whatever it is, it, it's been adding to my, to myself and my personality and, and that creative aspect that I have. Yeah, I'm really glad you said something about creating games outside because that was uh, another question I had, or not necessarily a question, but something I wanted to touch on is we can kind of put the video games on pause and just move to just the outdoors because I think that is where the real memories were because although we did have those Minecraft sleepover nights, it's the things that really stand out are the stuff that we made from scratch. So I'm just going to list off some of the games that we played and you guys can either talk about them or say if you remember different games, but we would do games on the trampoline, which was a whole uh, story (laughs) in and of itself. We played football, football with the mini football, 
tackle, the umbrella game, which I don't know if you remember that, where the umbrellas were guns. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, can someone explain the umbrella game? How they uh, remember yeah. it? Yeah, so it. as I remember it, we all had umbrellas, right? And they were supposed to be they were supposed to be guns. And so we'd all run to like different backyards in the neighborhood and then and then you know, you'd pretend to shoot somebody with the umbrella and you would just yell like, I shot you or whatever, and then they'd be out. And so it was so easy to cheat. You'd just yell, I got you from wherever you didn't even have to see somebody. And then they'd just be like, Oh man, how'd you how'd you do that? <laughs> It was just fake um, guns. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I remember a lot of discrepancy on on who was actually out and who was in because one person would say they got you and you'd be like, no, you didn't because I didn't see you or whatever. But um, that uh, um, umbrella tag sparked a, another game. I think um, the laser tag and we got laser tag guns. And Sean, I don't know if you <laughs> lived here at that point, but Jack and I got laser tag guns at some point That's for fun. Christmas. I totally remember that. I think that was right as I was moving. And I also remember I never got into it. And well, for first of all, I just, I remember playing a couple times and thinking like, this is so hard. I'm so bad at this. And you guys were good at it. And I mean, in the umbrella game was it, you know, you could cheat, but with the laser tag, you couldn't, it's either the laser got the gun or it didn't. And yeah, I never got into that, but I do remember you guys playing that and that being a big, part of you know your guys's uh like outdoor memory games uh what about let's talk about the trampoline because i think we jack first of all do you want to talk about your experience with griffin's trampoline in his backyard okay the trampoline was so much fun dude and and we played we made up a game and we called it handball right and it was basically basically what it was is it had the nets and it was like uh there were eight sections of netting around the trampoline and you'd be on your knees and you'd have to slap a ball you couldn't like pick it up or and throw it you had to slap it into like the other person's net area for like a point or whatever we were playing one day <laughs> and sean and i dove for the ball because we were on opposite sides or whatever and uh sean landed on my hand and broke my thumb fat ass sean and then and then i wasn't allowed on the trampoline anymore (laughs) i think that's the like worst and funniest part of the story is that like you got punished (laughs) or i I had so much fun though yeah worth it well so i got it we got it for some christmas we like it was like a scavenger hunt and they like gave us you know a starting clue and we had to like go about the house and then eventually we ended up outside and there was like an x on the ground and we found out we're getting a trampoline um I think the trampoline kind of became like instantly was just like everyone wanted to be on it. And we literally spent like days on that trampoline, just doing whatever. Um, but, but the hand breaking thing was uh, pretty funny. Not funny, but <laughs> it was funny. It's funny it now. Was funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, I mean, I kind of remember, after, I feel like the tramp or the hand breaking was the beginning of the end for the kind of like craziness on there. Mm -hmm. But then I still feel like there was a long time where we would just kind of hang out on there. And I kind of remember we like tried writing a script and we would always sit on that trampoline. I don't know if you guys remember that Jack, the, Oh, it was the overreactors. 
overreactors. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, we never made that, but I think that's a good transition into, you know, obviously, I th- these memories stand out most to me was when we would make movies, and we only made a couple, but I kind of want to, first, I want to hear Griffin's experience with the movies and just the ones that stand out, making them what it was like, because I do think you were kind of the third wheel in the movies, yeah, but I don't know sure. how you interpreted those memories. For sure. I was, I was before you, before we started, you left and I was saying to Jack, you know, like, what are we talking about? And, and then I was saying, cause he said movies. And I was like, well, I was always kind of in the background of movies. I just kind of was, I just kind of stood there and was told what to do. Um, I mean, I think I always looked up to you guys and, and being around, around you guys, filming the movies was a lot of fun. Like you said, I was the third wheel, but um, you know, it was definitely a, an experience. I, that I cherish. Um, I don't remember writing the script so much on the trampoline as as trying to wrestle you, Sean, and you always being stronger than me. Um, I think now if we did it, honestly, I don't want to say you would beat me now because I really do think it would be a fair fight. But obviously, now you're bigger than me, taller than me in every way. But <laughs> I st- I yeah. wouldn't I would not give up without a fight if we wrestled now. But continue. Um. Is that a challenge? Hey, <laughs> hey, come out to Mizzou anytime. <laughs> um, I think the movie that stands out probably the most to me, or the one I remember off the top of my head, was um, the Blueprint, the one where we had a fight scene blocked out and we never actually filmed it. Um, I don't know why, but it was that was a lot of fun. Um, I thought we finished the Blueprint. We did, but it, it kind of got lost. Yeah, because we, we made a new YouTube channel and email and everything, and then forgot about it. Yeah, and like, yeah. Well, which one did they have the fight scene for that we never ended up doing? That was the blueprint, so we did finish it. Really? I thought I there thought might have Jack- been another one. Well, I, maybe it's a blueprint too or whatever. But I always thought we had we had blocked out a fight that we never actually recorded. We did. We never got to the blueprints too, but we did get pretty far into planning that. I remember. Yeah. Okay, but Jack, the same question to you. Maybe you can kind of give the background of, because obviously Griffin wasn't a part of every moment, but kind of where you think it started for me and you and how it grew. Uh, are you talking about making movies? Yeah. As, as kids? Yeah, I mean, we did the lyric videos for for different songs. Because, well, I think it started, my older sister Carolyn made YouTube videos and a, a lyric video that actually did pretty good on YouTube. Got like a couple thousand views. And then that kind of inspired me to like want to try that out too. And, and just like experiment with like iMovie on the on the family Mac. And then you came over, Sean, and we, and we did that together. And then it kind of just grew from there where we wanted to make different videos and stuff. We made Man vs. Tree was one of the first ones. Mm, yeah. I remember. Um, Blueprints. Uh, I what one of the lyric videos I think we did was it airplanes? Yeah, that was the big one I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. So I, I know that, Man vs. Tree and we had another one called Nerd Pranks. Those are Nerd both. Yeah, yeah. Those are both on YouTube. <laughs> but the one I remember is kind of being, the thing that kicked off everything, at least in terms of making the movies, was. 
scooter bullies. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And socks and Crocs. That was that with your cousins, Jack, or who was who are the outsiders? And there were some other people that we had in that. I know Melcia was in it, and yeah, Jack, wasn't it your cousin? I maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it was uh, Riley. Yeah, I think my cousin Riley. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember how old we were for that, but I just remember that being. I don't. I wouldn't even say it was that. I don't look on back on that fondly. I mean, compared to the other things we make, I'm like, the other things we make were fun to make, and I look back on that. I'm like, this is kind of cool and creative. This one was like a very simple idea, kind of cringy. It wasn't even meant to be funny, but I do think it was the first thing that uh, you know we made as a group. Even though I probably kind of became a little crazy with power um yeah because one of the <laughs> the things i remember from that and this is like to this day i don't ever want to ask my sister for help on a video you know even back when we were making it it's just because she would get like so mad at me like you guys even if you were upset about it you were kind of committed to the process but i feel like when i asked my sister it was just yeah she was she's like yeah i'll help you out for like a second in this fact that it took like a little bit longer than that and it was just like she's done with this and i like worked so hard to convince her to stay on it but yeah i just that one stands out to me a lot um okay we can move away from the movies i feel like that had to be touched on at least for a little bit yeah but the other thing i wanted to talk about and this is kind of not talking about specific memories but kind of looking from a wider perspective, there's this idea that I've come across where kind of when you're looking for your your purpose, your passion, what is the thing that you're going to do best when you're older, is that it usually stems from some theme in your childhood. So the question I, I'm going to want to ask each of you, and it doesn't have to be a memory that we were included in, is what moment stands out the most just as you were a kid let's say from age of four to about 10 or 12 and maybe it was a a simple time of like playing flashlight tag or just a certain memory that you had of that moment and then I want to hear what was special about it or why did it stand out and I'll start with Griffin um, I was going to say, you know, obviously I'm not in college yet. And, and recently it's, you know, at junior year, it's, you know, something you have to start thinking about, you know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go to college? And two, those are two things I don't know the answer to. Um, I think you bring up a good point that what you do in your childhood obviously plays a role. I think nature versus nurture or whatever. Um, I mean, as of right now, I think you guys haven't, it was, it was more of a memory of going to my farm uh for the first time and i think just something about that farm caught my attention and recently it's been something that i've been thinking about doing um like i said earlier i think looking back you guys obviously played a huge role in who i am and and like i said i like to think about you know if i lived the street over three houses down or whatever if i would be the same person um but i don't know i 
I think if right now it's too hard to tell, I think there's a lot of things I enjoyed from my childhood and still enjoy, like like the video games, like the fun, I mean, everything that we really did that we harped on today, the stuff that I've enjoyed, but um, how I how it impacts my future as of right now, I'm just not really sure. And Jack, Jack just before you uh, give your answer, Griffin, for you, because I do, and we'll touch on this a little bit later, but I do know that you're kind of wanted to take over your family farm and that's something that you've looked at as doing when you are kind yeah. of out of school. But just that memory you said you had of being a kid at that farm, I want to know what stood out about it. Like, what kind of theme did it have? Um, Yeah. You know, honestly, now that you bring it up, I think it relates back to back to creativity and back to back to Minecraft. I think the farm's almost like real life Minecraft in a sense. For me, it seems like a place where. I can be whatever I want and do whatever I want. And it's free from judgment. I'm a person that definitely loves being around people. And you guys probably know that around Kirkwood, I know almost everyone, but the point is, is that something about being away, you know, having the hard work to keep you company. And it's just something about that, that, you know, catches my attention. Yeah. Yeah. I like that kind of the building something, you know, just with your hands, cutting, like digging into the dirt. I mean, I think there's really oh, yeah. something authentic about that. And Jack, what about for you? Um, I honestly can't think about like a moment in my childhood that's... It could just be a general kind of this time I mean, in my life. I mean, I definitely think that a lot of who I am now, it, it really goes back to, you know, the time that we all spent together playing games and, and creating stuff on whether it be minecraft or or movies or whatever and you know now like my my main dream still to this day would be to like be a creator somebody that makes movies or or even does youtube or something for like a living like that that would be that's probably still my dream as is every other <laughs> five-year-old's dream <laughs> that that seen a youtube video before um but yeah, not there's no, not like a, a single moment. It's kind of just a collection of of, of everything that that we did as kids. Yeah, yeah. No, that I mean that's totally a fair answer. I I think it's funny that both of your or not funny, but it makes a lot of sense that both of your answers are kind of making something or creating something just in different ways. Because you know, like we talked about at the beginning of this, Minecraft was such a big influence on all of us, and the big piece of minecraft is making something from scratch kind of so yeah go ahead i think i think um i have my ideas of a dream as well like i i think i think the the ideal for anyone would be win the lottery and then do what you want right but But what would you do if you (laughs) what would you do after you get the lottery? just winning the lottery no um i think (laughs) that i think that it'd be a lot of fun to like be able to do what I want. I think, I think our society, basically what I'm getting at is our society is too structured. It's you grow up, you go through school, you have elementary school, middle school, high school, whatever you go through it, you go to college, you get a job and you live your life, you know, working nine to five, whatever. That's, that's the, that's the picture I get from society. And that's not what I want. I think that's, that plays a huge factor in making what I do in the future. Um, which is part of the reason why I find the farm so, in- so intriguing because it's not that sitting in a cubicle nine to five job um, 
doing what someone tells you. Um, but I think, I think what I'm really getting at is just how structured society is and, and how creativity as, as in your childhood plays uh, a super impactful role in how you end up. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you touched on that kind of overarching picture of, I, I think we are kind of moving away from it culturally of, okay, everyone's kind of dis- disillusioned of the, the nine to five job. I think that's a very common thing we see now where it's people want something different. People want to start something of their own, make something of their own. Mm-hmm. And I think you two are both different examples of that. I think I am a little bit more in Jack's camp of wanting to make something media wise, whether that's film, you know, blog, writing, anything like that. But I think Griffin, your answer is just as valid and just another side of the the same coin of creating something from dirt, pretty yeah. much. But so I want to talk about now that we're older, now that we've grown up, and Griffin, even though you are still living at home and you haven't been in college, I think you can still reflect on this fairly. So we didn't touch about every memory that is kind of been a part of our lives and we could spend three hours reminiscing, but that's not, that's not the important thing. I think what is important is nostalgia as a whole, nostalgia as an emotion is for me. And I know you guys have seen the childish movie that I made, right? So when I made that, obviously it wasn't, you know, accurate by any means, but the gist of it was kind of being inspired by like a pit in my stomach feeling of nostalgia that wasn't pleasant, but it wasn't like unpleasant either. So I want to get your take on just the emotion, nostalgia as a, a general idea. Do you think that it's destructive? Do you think it's sometimes useful? Do you think it can push you to do things that you actually want to do? Or do you think it's something where it's just kind of can get in the way of enjoying the moment? Um, I'll start. I, I think that's a tough question. Um, I think, you know, like you said, I'm not in college and I still live at home, but I can still reflect on this. I think that Think I think it does play. It, it's a huge role. Nostalgia plays a huge role. It, it's a pivotal point in your life. And how you, I think it, I think it really comes down to how you use it. You use it as something that that holds you back because you want the good old days. Or you use it as something that that propels you to be better and and carry out through your life. Um, I don't know. I just you know off the cusp there. Yeah, Jack. Do you have anything? To add? Um. Yeah, I think nostalgia is weird, dude. Like. I don't think I've ever felt nostalgia and been productive at the same time. But I also don't think it's necessarily important to be productive 100% of the time. So like I think you know if if you're if you're trying to do something, I think nostalgia will hold you back more than it will push you forward, but I think that it's always going to be an influence in our in our decisions. Yeah. I think it comes down to how you use it. Yeah, there's a great quote, and I'm pretty sure this doesn't have a certain person attached to it, but it's nostalgia is, isn't what it used to be. And I think when we look back on our childhood, we only see 
the the good we only see it through like rose tinted glasses especially if we had an overall good childhood and i think being neighbors being so connected we did have an overall good childhood but we forget the little things where you know jack i'm sure you don't when you think of the trampoline you don't think of the pain of your hand being broken and you don't think of the little scraped knees the knee hockey balls to the eye that gives someone a black <laughs> eye we don't think of those little things because it if we did i mean it would take way too much energy to just think about that so we only focus on the good however you guys i mean jack i really liked your answer about nostalgia it, it, yeah it is weird and if you reflect on it too much then you're kind of wasting time but sometimes it's okay to waste a little bit of time yeah i think when we made that the last film that we kind of made all together as a neighborhood, the flashlight tag of suburban western. It was entirely fueled by nostalgia, and it was entirely fueled of a the memory of playing flashlight tag, and b the memory of making movie making a movie as neighbors. Um, and I think the same dynamics written into the script were kind of the way I interpreted it. I wrote the character dynamics the way I felt our neighborhood kind of ran where you know me and Jack were kind of the movie people and Griffin was still a huge part of that but there was always kind of that semi third wheel that was occasionally there and then sometimes non-existent so I think my the point I'm trying to make is that nostalgia can keep you out of the moment can keep you wasting time but i think some of those memories can inspire great stories if you want to be a storyteller when you know you grow up when we're this age when we're adults um the other thing and we don't have to touch on this too long but i feel like this was an, a newer memory that we shared as neighbors was when i first went to college over winter break we did like the the movie watching or we, we just like binge watched i think star wars one time and harry potter one time and i think griffin were you there for both yeah. i'm just curious and this i like this memory because it takes it to the extreme do you think relationships and friendships can be formed and strengthened just by watching something together i mean when we played minecraft or you know just any video game we weren't like facing each other talking about our days we were playing a game and it wasn't we weren't focusing on each other do you think that friendships and bonds can still be formed that way even when just doing something passive like watching a movie and i'll just add the other reason i mentioned that is because now, whenever we connect, and this was kind of before the pandemic, our kind of hangouts would be going to the movies, and I love that. And I'm not complaining about that in the slightest bit, but that's why I'm kind of asking is because that is kind of our new form of bonding is like having that shared experience of watching something. So do um, you think that – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, no, no, that's a, that's, an, that's a really great question. I think – with us 
we we've kind of we've had our friendship since since I think I was like seven or six, um, and so like w- we spent those years bonding and like developing that friendship when when we were really little, and so now it's like it's like you know how they say like a best friend you could you could go a year without seeing and when and then when you do see them it's like nothing has changed at all no time has passed i think it's it's like that with us you know we we just it's just we we already have this bond developed to where we can just go watch a movie and 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 then talk about it afterwards and it'll be like no time has passed as for making new friends with people like that i think that doesn't really work <laughs> so well uh, I think there has to be a shared experience with somebody to really develop a friendship in the first place. Um, but with us, like I said, you know, we already have such a strong bond to each other that it doesn't really matter anymore what we do. I think I think movies open up a whole other another can of worms with that question. But I think the overarching theme is is like Jack said, something as simple as watching a movie. Uh, with our type of bond is, is something that we can all connect with. Uh, it's simple. It's easy. You don't have to do anything. You just sit there and watch, and then we can all talk about it and you know, talk about how we saw it or how we perceived the message of the of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then also to, to add on to that, you know, the movies that we have been watching in the past winter breaks, you know, you, Star Wars and Harry Potter, they're movies that we've already seen before, and we know exactly what happens. We know the outcome. So, you know, half the time we just spend talking over the movie itself and not really paying any attention it's just kind of on in the background yeah yeah that's that's very true is the movies we pick are kind of nostalgic or at least known so they're not something that we're like oh this is a new movie but you know the and i think the new movies i I think this is what you were saying jack is like when we go to the theaters a lot of the movies have been this new star wars movies and so it even though they are brand new and we haven't seen them, yeah, there is that we know these stories and they're obviously they're part of our childhood, but they're part of our bond as friends. Yeah. Um, okay. Can I say something? Yeah. Well, to add on to that, I just, I think that, um, I think that movies like, like Harry Potter and like Star Wars that we watch, we don't, we're not watching them for the, for the story. We're watching them because they're the median that like brings us together. It's like giving us something that we all know and we all can connect with. It's like that comfort zone. It's that comfort zone with all of us. And it's, you know, no matter how much time has passed, we can always bring it back to, to the things we feel comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like that. I think there's kind of a tangent, but there's this idea like in improv comedy of having when you're making a scene, having a main game that you can come back to. So it's kind of the inside joke you can always refer to when there's a pause or we don't know where to go in a scene. You can just come back to that and give yourself time to regroup and kind of reestablish that friendship. And then you can go down a new route and explore a new territory. But it's like whenever you feel you're kind of drifting, you can come back to that main game and then give yourself time to regroup. And I think that applies perfectly to our friendship. So I'll give you one final question. I may ask another depending on how this goes, but I asked this in the first podcast I recorded, and I'm going to start trying to ask it to as many people I record this with as possible. 
can creativity be taught? Are you are born you, uh, with it or are you do you learn it? Taking after our idea of asking a repeating question every podcast. We've inspired him, Griffin. I and yeah, I, I think I established that you guys did inspire me. Uh, I'll ask Griff. I'll ask Jack first. Okay, I think uh, I think that that brings up a funny point too. It's like I think creativity can. I don't think it can be taught. I think it can be inspired. You know, like 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 we just said. You know, Griffin and I in our podcast, we have a question that we ask every guest when they come on at the very end of the podcast. And it's almost like, I don't know if you've really listened to them, but it feels like we've inspired you to kind of do that as well. And just, you know, compare answers that you get from different creators and whatnot. But, but I mean, create creativity. I don't think it can be taught. I don't think anybody can tell you how to be creative. I think it's something that you just kind of learn on your own and, and develop through like problem solving. You have to, you know, think of creative solutions that, that might be better than like the standard solution to a simple problem. Um, but, but yeah, I think inspiration can definitely be taught. I think, I think there are those that are naturally better at creativity than, than others. Um, and there's definitely an aspect of creativity that can be, that can be mastered or sharpened. Um, but like Jack said, I don't think it's something that can be taught. You can't teach someone how to be creative. Creativity is, is something that can be inspired, but something that you have to learn on your own and something that you have to develop, you know, what, what, what defines creativity for you? Um, and I think that's different for every person. And there, obviously there is some overlap between people. Um, but at the same time, you know, creativity is what sets people apart from each other. Yeah, I'm, those are good answers. And I, you know, when it comes down to it, how do you define creativity in the first place? There are a million different ways. I mean, an engineer can be creative and a painter can be creative in totally different ways. Exactly. But yeah, I do think everyone has their own inherent type of creativity. So th those were good answers. Um, we're about 50 minutes, almost 15 minutes into the podcast. I don't have anything else. And you guys have been really great guests. So now do you want to shout out your podcast and maybe any other social media that you might want people to follow you on or catch up with you on? Jack, you might as well just do our, uh, our podcast outro our podcast outro you mean the uh that's all that's all we have time yeah, yeah. To do. yeah uh yeah you can you can follow both of us on instagram i'm at pro underscore jack r griffins at griffin underscore young 56 uh our podcast is called buddies you can find it on spotify um and yeah that's pretty much all i have okay thanks for coming on today see ya this has been Purple Elephant Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you next week.